Hello, this is Mary Gostelow. I caught up with my good friend, Christoph Hoffman, CEO of 25 Hours, as he was walking through a Munich park on his way to have a local beer with a white sausage. Apparently, a white sausage in Munich must be eaten before noon to preserve its freshness. When he was a little boy, Christoph Hoffman wanted to own gas stations. Why? Because he loved cleaning car windows. But then, having been introduced to grand hotels by his parents, he was willingly diverted to hospitality. Now, 25 Hours Hotels are highlights of key cities in Europe, and he has Dubai and Melbourne coming up soon. And with Accor as a partner, the world is his proverbial oyster. Christoph Hoffman, how do you describe 25 Hours? Christoph, the first time I was in a 25 Hours Hotel, I was blown away by uh, the hammock in my bedroom and the fact that there were no extraneous things. I didn't have a closet. I had hooks on the wall. I felt the whole thing was fun and youthful. How do you describe 25 Hours Hotels? Uh, hi, Mary. So good to see you and to hear you, um, even though we're far away from each other. Um, I try to describe it uh, in my own words, even though we have essentials and um, philosophies and, and statements about 25 hours. But since I was one of the creators, founders of 25 hours, I take myself the liberty to speak about it in a, in a also liberal way. Uh, my my big my big benchmark was and is up to date the legendary grand hotels the beautiful hotels which have you know a lot of soul and ideally a long long tradition of um, of hospitality uh, a nice bar a beautiful restaurant a great story about people who had uh, romantic crazy dramatic times in those hotels and this was to me always the benchmark. Take a Chelsea hotel in New York, take a, a Grand Bretagne in Athens or a, a wonderful Badrutz Palace in St. Moritz. Those hotels are to me still the, the real, real benchmarks. And when we started 25 hours, we said those, those I, I, ideal hotels, those hotels with uh, a spirit behind which um, goes a very different way than the cookie cutter hotels you know all over the world. This should be done with 25 hours. Obviously, and certainly we're not five-star luxury hotels, but we aim to get a lot of um, lot of content from also luxury hotels. And that's why you experience nowadays when you come into a 25, uh, hotels with soul and passion, lots of restaurants, gastronomy and bars. Okay, and now you call 25 hours because 24 hours in any day is not enough for you. Now, you have 14 hotels open. You have, the average size is 150 rooms. Who is your typical audience, Christoph? Well, um, 
I would say it's it's not so much about the typical um, target market as you know it, uh, namely corporate leisure. I think it's 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 firstly a crowd of people who want to um, rather enjoy a hotel while they go to a certain destination. To us, ideally, somebody comes to a 25 hours hotel um, as a place which they which they see as a destination. Uh, and therefore, it doesn't really matter if you come for corporate purposes, if you come for leisure, if you come for differentiate between the, the global nomads versus the local nomads. If you take Berlin, for example, uh, it's half-half. Half of the people who come to visit our restaurant, our bar, are locals. They come from Berlin. And the other half of the people uh, is are crowds who come from all over the world. So it's it's it, we 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 don't really differentiate in the typical way. Also, age doesn't matter. We have very young people, but we have also people in our age, Mary, who still enjoy 25 hours. Uh, so it's it's a it's a very liberal way of dealing with our uh, target audiences. I would say. I think it's fascinating that you, who perhaps are not 25 years old at the moment, you are equally appealing to a millennial as to a young-minded baby boomer. And you're appealing to anybody, even though you're German, I don't think of you as running a German hotel group. You're running a fun hotel group. You are part of the new look uh, luxury lifestyle. How do you see new look luxury evolving? Uh, First of all, I think um, the new look luxury lifestyle, to be very honest, I hear this term for the very first time. I was dealing with lifestyle. We don't like that word so much. We were dealing with the words uh, smart luxury, certainly also design hotels. And we never really were happy about um, any of those uh, uh, terms. Uh, And because we don't want to be in a certain bracket, we don't want to be associated with one thing. But I think the new look luxury lifestyle is, is a is a new way of life uh, and I think it becomes more and more apparent that people are not looking for the typical uh, gold brass luxury experience uh, in, I don't know, in bling bling hotels. People are more and more looking for something which is more based on on values, more based on simplicity. I think the word, word simplicity of luxury is so important nowadays. People are seeking for analog experiences with other people and hotels, restaurants and bars can can create uh, a space where you can meet people, where the digital world stays at home. Certainly we use digitalized uh, terms uh, to do that, but it's it's something where we are very, very um, strong on going a new path, a new way of uh, experience. And that's to me is luxury. Uh, Christoph, how do you find what your guests what your customers want do you do mailings to them do you rely on social media do you rely on information from your partner Accor no um, we have a very um, and don't get me wrong it's not 
an arrogant attitude. But we, I mean, certainly we are very customer minded at the end of the day. But in the very beginning, we don't care so much of the, the customer's needs. Uh, we create products which we love. And that is very, very important. We are uh, self-confident enough to say we know about travel and we know about hospitality. And we also know together with our design and uh, all the other partners, gastronomy partners, we know what we want and we believe that what we want, some people like. Not everybody likes it. And we are very um, also adamant about the fact that we care more about, uh, you know, people who... Um, some people like it, some other people like it. We don't want to make everybody happy. I mean, you know all those terms. And that is very important to us. And it's very important to us that we create something we love and where we feel comfortable with. And then, lucky, luckily enough, so far we always created a product which, which also was liked by many other people. But, um, Christoph, over the last 10 years, presumably your own tastes have changed. How are your changing tastes reflected in the changing 25 hours? The new hotels that you are developing now, how will they be different from, let's say, 25 hours bikini in Berlin, which is a great favorite of mine, uh, looking over the zoo? Well. I think um, it's a very, very interesting point. If you look at maybe the bikini is, is but bikini, I wouldn't even use that example as an old hotel, which we, which is not according to our taste or according to our um, point of view when it comes to a certain uh, experience at our hotel. Let's take the first one. It's called 25 Hours Number One in Hamburg. It was uh, done in 2004, 2005. And it was still a very design-orientated hotel. Very uh, Back then, we even called it budget design, which we would never call it nowadays. And if you take that hotel and you compare it, uh, for example, with our upcoming property in Florence, which we do together with Paola Navone, it's, it's so amazingly different. And it's for, for different reasons. First of all, we became older. We became more adult. Also, the brand became more adult. We became more upscale and we became more romantic. Uh, and romanticism, uh, and it, it refers to what I've said before, romanticism in hospitality is so important. Uh, the narrative of a hotel is so important. And if you take Florence, we have a multitude of narratives. We, we, we are dealing with Roberto Benigni as a movie actor who re recites uh, Dante Alighieri, for example. Uh, the whole thing will be implemented in the hotel. We will create a, a, a kitchen or, or like a food concept, which is Italian based, but uh, which we designed together with so many different people. And if you compare that multitude of a hotel, uh, which was out more than 400 years old in Florence, and then you compare it with an office building, which we have converted into a hotel in 2005, it's, it's light years. It's so different from each other. And But it's so much fun to see both products because they both have a have a, they have a reason to be there. So, here are these exciting new hotels coming up. It sounds as though, actually, dear Christoph, you're in a Munich zoo rather than being in a Munich garden. Um, when is Florence opening? <laughs> it was. It was supposed to open in uh, two thousand. Well, in the in the fall of. 
2020 this year. We have a little delay now. And with that, my guest this week, Christoph Hoffman, got back on his bicycle and cycled along to pick up his local beer and his local white sausage before midday. Next week, by the way, I'm also tremendously excited because I'm going to be talking to Bill Bensley, the world-famous and over-the-top designer who has just been announced as the designer of the world's best hotel, according to Travel and Leisure magazine. You'll be able to hear more from Bill Bensley, the designer of Capella Ubud, next week. I'll see you then.